From Relay FM, this is the Pan Addict, episode 589. Today's show is brought to you by Uni Pizza Ovens and Enigma Stationery. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike. How are you today? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, I think. You know, I'm, I don't know. I'm sitting here looking at all my pens and stationery and talking to you. How can I not be like really, really good? Oh, you're, you're a good man. I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah. You know what? You know what else I'm, I'm really, really good for? I'm really excited about. Okay. The return of Anna Reinert for the gift guide episode. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So special guest incoming in a couple of weeks. So, what is the date of publication that we were shooting for? Eleven twenty nine. I'm assuming this is the episode where I'm not going to be here. Yeah, so, okay. yeah. So this is a fill in episode. So it'll be uh, myself and Anna, and I think that is going to drop on the 29th. But we're going to record this way early, so we'll probably record it somewhere in the in the early 20s. So what I need is your specific gift guide questions. Send them in to uh, the Panatic Feedback. Um, site what is what's the address panaddictfeedback.com or you can just go to uh, the episode page on our website and there's always a, a little hey do you want to give us some a feedback question it's always there on the page so you can always click yeah it and leave your question for us so let's say you have about a week to get those in uh to me so somewhere around the you know 15th 17th um end of next week uh, get in your gift guide questions because we'll be recording the following week. So um, Anna and I always enjoy doing this. We talk about, you know, the stuff that we're interested in, stuff that maybe you're interested in, stuff that, you know, maybe surprises, stuff for beginners. But if you have specific questions, we always like going on the hunt to figure out what we can come up with for the very specific stationary lovers in your life for this upcoming holiday season. So, yeah, definitely get those uh, definitely get those questions in. So penaddictfeedback.com, and you can send in uh, a question to for you both. I do realize now, Brad. Do mm-hmm. you, do do you need me to give those to you? Can, um, I can. I I'm just lazy. I actually have access to that. You do. I just wanted to double check. <laughs> yes, you can log in and see it yourself, and I'll see a message if you want to. Welcome, so I'm just going to leave behind, that to you. <laughs> welcome to behind the scenes, <laughs> where Mike gives me the tools I need to do the job, yep. and I just refuse to use them. <laughs> hey, look, because Mike no, does no, such no, a good no, job. No, no, no. Come on, come on, come on. Let's be real, okay? The one thing I do is go for the feedback form. <laughs> That's yes. that is what I do for the show, uh, <laughs> which I actually did not do today. I had a very busy morning, mm-hmm. unfortunately, so I've only. Well, read we have our a lot already, today. but I've read through our document, which is always good. Uh, mm-hmm. You do everything else, so the fact that I yeah. go through the feedback form once a week <laughs> is not the worst. It's not the hardest job in the world, uh, but and I will happily go through it for you if you need. But it's probably best if you pick out the questions you yeah. want to answer. Yeah, I don't know. This felt like a sneaky performance review, right? For like me? it was like, yeah, no, yeah. for you, you giving me my performance reviews. Like, uh, you know, okay. the one, yeah, the area of improvement, Brad, <laughs> is to log into the feedback site that I've huh. given you access to uh-huh. uh, purposefully to to handle these things. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll score that one a uh, two out of four on my performance review, Mike. So it's there's a four room for point improvement. Scale. Is it? Yeah, it is a four point scale. Uh, some of the the business ones that I had back in my in my former life were four point scales. Yes, and you know the the traditional managerial scale? role of no one gets a four because then there's no room for improvement, which is just 
you know, a large I mean, heaping the of, thing is, you know, most what? of these corporations, they do the bell curve system, right? So you mm-hmm. have most of the people in the middle and then least the least people on each end, either the best or yeah. the worst. You yeah. can't bell curve on a four-point scale. Yeah. Because there's I no know. middle. So what they would do was, it, it's just... Uh, I'm on a tangent now. It's just, it's rigged, right? So they do a lot of performance reviews, give everyone the numbers, then they look at the, the numbers in totality and adjust as needed when they're done. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Brad, like, I, Brad, to, to, fit was the a, right, to fit the proper scales. Brad, there was a time in my life when I was the person in the room making those decisions. Mm-hmm. And it was some of the worst days of my life. Oh, it's just patent because absurd, so. you know you you would have like legit reasons to write mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. the way that you want like from a good yeah. perspective or whatever but you weren't allowed to do it because it messed up the the overall ratings for everybody right. else so so like someone was legitimately good at their job and you wanted to give them a good rating but there was only so right. many good ratings to go around yeah. i used so to kick I up would- such a fuss in these meetings yeah, same. Because I was, I was, you know, shout out me. I was always like the top, pers- one of the top percentiles, and right. I was the one that would that would buck the system because I was getting punished, right? Yeah. So I was like, well, this is what ah, we'll make it up to you. You know, you 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 might see something extra in your bonus or whatever. I was like, yeah, whatever. This this is a waste of everyone's time. I was rejected a pay rise every single year until I told them I was quitting, and it was the first thing they offered me. <laughs> 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 and it felt so good to say nothing you can yep. do is going to change my mind. Yep. Yep. Love Some it. Some morning right. catharsis for you then. Yeah. Woo. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good morning. All right. Let's uh let's have some stationary catharsis catharsis right now. Wow, right. that was hard Tell to say. Tell me then. about something happening to the most popular pen in America. The number one selling gelling pen in the world from Pilot G2. America's number one gelling pen. That's how this video starts. <laughs> Not with that voice, but with those words. But like, the it is that voice is like you know intended. You know. Yes. Like. Yes. So this came across the desk yesterday that someone sent me this link to Pilot. Hey, said, hey, have you seen the Pilot, the new Pilot G2 Edge? And I was like, no, I have not seen this. So this was brand new information to me. So Pilot on their Instagram feed, excuse me, let me be specific, the Pilot Pen USA Instagram feed. This is uh, the the US distributor and the big big Pilot G2 pushers in in US uh, region. Um, They came out, they're showing off the newest G2 to hit the market. And let me just read the specs here because I, I, I do find this compelling. As the maker of the G2, America's number one selling gel pen, we're thrilled to introduce the new G2 Edge, the ultimate in high-performance writing. If you're a G2 fan, you'll love the new stunningly innovative laser-etched design on the G2 Edge. G2 Edge comes in striking black, archival-safe black ink with a 0.7-millimeter fine-point tungsten carbide tip. So, what we have here is a new barrel design... And what I need to verify, and maybe you can do this as I vamp, is the current Pilot G2 gel ink archival safe? Because what they're telling me here and having a focus on this tells me this is something different. And I've never, I sometimes consider the permanence and the archivalness of gel ink pens, but pretty rarely. Usually I'll have to get asked specifically Someone will want some BLS reason. BLS G2 gel ink refill, as according to Colt Pens, is acid free archival safe ink. 
Okay. I was kind of thinking that was the case because the base Uniball 207s and 307s are, are also archival safe. So this is not like new technology. So what they're doing here is having a new barrel design um, and are blowing up the Instagram feed saying, hey, look, we made a carbon fiber looking barrel. So it's you don't have the translucent barrel like the classic G2. They didn't change the grip. They didn't change the clip. They didn't change the knock. Um, the refill uh, has not changed. So I'm... I, for years, I've wanted a new barrel for the G2, and this ain't it, Chad. <laughs> this ain't it. Um, <laughs> like, it's perfectly fine, but they're going to charge me a premium for this, right? Yeah. Like, for sure going to charge me a premium for this. And it's not offering me anything different except, like, the when you have the traditional G2, the clear part of the barrel is now looks like a carbon fiber overlay, except it's just like an etch design, laser etch design, which is cool. Like it's totally cool. Like yep. I will get some to review to see if there's anything different about this. I, I very, very much doubt it. But for years I've, I've been on the campaign train for having a, an upgraded barrel because they make some other products in their product lineup that have really, really nice barrels. And this has been the same barrel for 15 years no 20 plus years gotta be 20 something years so yeah like um, i i i i'm spending a lot of time on probably a nothing burger mm. but i do find it interesting because of their positioning right like this is different and new and interesting and it's like you know it's literally something every company does like all the time and their products is make a new barrel design which is great like we all love to have our cool fun barrels and you know, this just seems uh, seems like a lot for nothing. So we'll see. I, I will get them. I just don't. Yeah, I, I wanted to point this out because it was brought up yesterday, and I take great interest in the standard pen market because there's not a lot of change in this market, right? Pilot G two. Is the number one selling gel ink pen? Yeah. I don't know. Some people who are listening back through the through the catalog might have hit on an episode where I actually actually asked Pilot to prove it, <laughs> and they sent me the link to the document and the testing, whether that proves it or not. Um, but I was like, they at least had their bases covered on. Hey, here's here's the information we use to determine this. I was like, okay, yes, fair enough, fair enough, you win. Um, but it's a generally uninteresting market. And that's why I fall in love with things like when pilot does the, the ILM ILY series, right? It's similar internals, right? They're not doing anything special, but they're giving me a different look and a little bit more fun in the brands. But this is, this is their moneymaker. So this is obviously, this is going to like absolutely crush. I really want to see the price difference in these. So we'll see. We'll see. So again, this is me spending five minutes on a product that I probably needed to spend five seconds on, but I do find this market, this product in the marketplace interesting. So there you go. I mean, it's important. I mean, this is a pen that was a gateway for the both of us, let alone everybody else. Absolutely. But absolutely. Will this one really make that much of a difference? Maybe, like, but it's just a different I mean, body. Yeah. And I, I, I apologize. I didn't look at the price, especially when. Their Instagram says 
uh, go check it out on Amazon. I was like, well, just show me the price on your website with all the other pens. It was, yeah. a, it was a little bit weird. So like, I'm wondering what the, the I didn't go bother to check the price because I don't know if that's like the true MSRP or whatever. Oh, so so nine dollars for five on Amazon. So what is that? Like one seventy five ish. Yeah, that's pretty fair. That's a that's in the ballpark of where their other stuff is. So yeah, okay. So they're not really charging in, uh, much of a premium if that's the case. So mm. interesting. So anyway, I'll continue to talk about this stuff. As you can see, um, I, I love rambling about the things that don't matter. I mean, it's literally a podcast about pens. Here we are. What more could you want? You know, that's what we're here for, isn't it? Well, what more I want is pizza, Mike. Ah, oh, you do, huh? Well, let me mm-hmm. tell you all about our friends over at Uni Pizza Ovens, the world's number one pizza oven company. They are supporting this week's episode. Uni Pizza Ovens let you make restaurant-quality pizza in your own backyard. They have a surprisingly sm- they have a set of surprisingly small ovens that are powered by your choice of fuel. You can go for wood or charcoal or gas, and now electric. Thanks to the introduction of the Uni Vault. This oven works indoors and outdoors with a bunch of super smart technology to give you restaurant quality pizza in an electric oven. It still reaches those incredibly high heats and cooks those pizzas quick. It's so good, it was just named one of Oprah's favorite things of 2023, which is no joke. I was uh, hoping this was going to be in the ad because yes. I was going to mention it. Yeah, talking to Christian about it. Yeah, I amazing. was texting Christian and he's like, put that in the ad. And I said, <laughs> easy. Uh, all of Uni's pizza ovens are super easy to use and super portable. They'll fit into any outside space. It can reach temperatures of up to 900 degrees Fahrenheit or 500 degrees Celsius, letting you cook restaurant-quality pizza in as little as 60 seconds. The high temperature is what separates these pizzas from what you can make in a home oven. Another of Uni's most popular models is the Uni Coda 16, a gas-powered oven that can cook up to 16-inch pizzas with an innovative L-shaped burner at the back to give you even heat distribution throughout. Uni Pizza Ovens start at just $299, and they have free shipping in the US, the UK, and the EU. They also make an awesome apps to help you perfect your dough recipe and give you tons of pizza-making tips. Brad, do you need tips, or are you a pizza chef yourself? So we're always manipulating the dough recipe, right? Mm. That's the that's the challenge. How can I do this the best way possible? How can I yep. change it? How can I do it better? Let's be clear, no matter what dough ends up in the oven, it's always good because it's the the oven is that good. But it's like, oh, do I want this to end up crispier, more solid, thinner, thicker, things like that. So we're always manipulating the dough recipes. Um but um the for like my toppings though, like I just keep it really simple so I don't need any real help with that. But yeah, we do play around with dough recipes pretty almost every time. You know, we've never we always go back and forth and never settle and and things mm-hmm. like that. So it's 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 a great way to experiment like very, very easily in you making these pizzas, especially because you can make up the dough you know, let it set, and then you ha- can test it out in like 90 seconds to see, like, did this work? And is, Did this work or not? And it's like, okay, let's maybe try something different next time, but it's still going to be good every time. Every time, because it's just does such a great job. And even if you do something wrong, you just make another one so fast, right? Like... Right. No issue. Listeners of this show can get 10% of their purchase of an Uni Pizza Oven. Just go to uni.com, O-O-N-I.com, and use the code ADDICT2023 at checkout. When you're there, you'll also find a range of accessories from peels to cutters to oven tables. Everybody wants to make excellent pizza at home, and Uni Pizza Ovens are the perfect tool for the job. 
They are the way to bring restaurant-quality pizza to your own backyard. Just go to uni.com and use the code ADDICT2023 and you'll get yourself 10% off. And thanks to Uni Pizza Ovens for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, Mike, I took a trip last week. You sure did. To... I was following along. Seemed like it was a bit of a <laughs> difficult uh, journey out. Well, the day out was a tough one, but you know, like uh, everything's come up roses for me in, in my travel this year, which doesn't always happen. Um, but I had, you know, several delays in 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 travel out of Atlanta Hartsfield Airport, uh, getting to Chicago for Fountain Pen Day at Atlas Stationers, but it, it all worked out in the end. I think it was maybe like a three hour delay. But you know, when you when you get on a plane and you're you're all getting all settled in to go and then they're like yeah psych we're gonna need you to move planes you never think you're start. like yeah it's never a good never a good day but um One shout of the out worst delta words in the english language is plane. yep yep but uh we were lucky enough to be in the delta hub of the world mm-hmm. so and i was flying delta so the swap of planes literally took us an hour which is shocking That's that we were bad, able to get the, the same seating layout. Like, what do you do if you don't have the same seating layout and uh, just have to reissue everyone's boarding passes and have a complete nightmare? We were literally on the new plane so fast, we were waiting for catering. That was it. They had the mm-hmm. luggage over. They had the people seated. We were ready to go. They're like, yeah, we just want to get y'all some food and drinks in this one. So that's our wait now. I was like, dang, that's kind of, I was kind of impressed at the end of the day. So anyway, I made it in Chicago probably around I don't know, five on Thursday. Atlas Stationers uh, closes at five during the week. And um, some of my friends were already over there. Carrie Yeager was already over there. And he came back to the hotel to meet me. I tossed my bags into the room. Carrie took me back over to the store. They were, like I said, they were already closed and got to hang out with Brendan and some of the staff there. Actually, most of the staff was gone. It was just Brendan kind of holding fort, getting ready for what was about to come on Friday. So we had a nice, nice chat, got a quick tour of the store on Thursday afternoon and then uh, we went and got something to eat to get ready for Friday because that was the big day. So mm-hmm. Fountain Pen Day was the first Friday of November on your calendars. And Atlas had planned uh, for a big event, obviously having Carrie out there. So Carrie Yeager, who founded Fountain Pen Day and who y'all have heard me talk about and who's been interviewed on this podcast before, is also uh, works for Kenro Industries, which is the U.S. distributor for brands like Aurora, Montegrappa, Auto Hut, Y Studio, a bunch of my favorite brands. So the list goes on and on. Esterbrook, I should, I'm going to fail to mention, I'll fail to mention plenty of things throughout this. Um, so Carrie was kind of like the the main host that day. He was doing kind of, I guess you'd call it like trunk show-ish, you know, for all the brands that Kendra, Kenro has. So we had to get there a little bit early. So they opened up at nine on Friday for Fountain Pen Day. And we got there about 8.30 so Carrie could get all his display stuff set up, right? So he brings like all kinds of stuff from the Kenro catalog for people to test, check out, to purchase, all kinds of stuff. It was a really good, really good setup for him. And I was just basically there tagging along, uh, doing some Instagram lives, which were really fun. I wanted to give people a taste of what the store was like. So I went live on Instagram and all this stuff is saved on Instagram. So we'll have a link in the show notes. You can go live vicariously through our event last Friday as I did a couple of store walkthroughs. I did one early in the morning when it was quiet and then did one later in the afternoon when it got a little bit louder. Did a lot of people come so, through? Yeah. Yeah. Good. It was nuts. Um, by the afternoon, you could just tell 
like you know when you hear just that that um that the din rumble. of the crowd yeah. yeah like the volume the mm-hmm. bass volume is raised in the room and this is a big this is a big store like you can just tell right so we did that i hung out i obviously met a bunch of people a lot of people traveled in for the show like outside the city like like different states over and some people had flown in to to come to the event which was wild it was really cool to meet everybody got to meet some people um you know i hadn't met, i had talked to online but hadn't met before so that was cool i got to help uh help sell some pins which you know is right up my alley i love helping people out uh sold sold a pilot decimo i was pretty proud of that one so uh that was fun to to play around with and you know just generally hung out took in the store just was there for fountain pen day it was so busy the whole time it just went by so fast like everything just like flew by um, we were all just kind of uh, just running around, like really, really having a really fun time with everyone in the store. So, you know, we went through lunch and in the afternoon, it was getting jam packed in there. The Atlas staff was amazing. I just wanted to make sure I gave them a huge shout out. They were they were put to the test on this day, mm-hmm. probably one of their busiest days in store ever. And they just handled it wonderfully, especially having to deal with me. Uh, you know, Sitting people around. asking me me questions and not being able to like get to the products that they need. And I was like, "Hey, can you help me do this?" While they're doing other things, and mm-hmm. so it was, it was a it was a great uh, it was a great day for them. They did such a good job. So shout out to the staff there. And we just kind of built up through the afternoon. So one of the highlights of the day was uh, Brendan and his brother Brian, who pretty much are running most of the store now, along with their parents. Um, and obviously the staff, this is a whole team um, operation for sure. Um, Brendan and Brian had set up a live stream mm-hmm. for us to do a little in-store podcast. They had a little area in the in the store that could seat like, I think it was like 25, 30 people and a couple of people standing room only. But it was like kind of open to the floor, right? It was just like a, a portioned off part of the open floor plan of the store. Um, that went really, really well. So... We just did, we went for a little over an hour talking, you know, Brennan wanted to make sure to get our backgrounds. My background with the pen addict, Carrie's, pen addict, Carrie's background with the fountain pen day. Um, just did a little bit of that. And then we took questions for like 30 or 45 minutes from people in store, people online. Brian was tracking the, you know, the YouTube feed, people asking questions. And we just did a bunch of live Q&A. I would implore y'all to go watch. If y'all don't watch anything, go watch that video. We'll have a link in the show notes again to that. Um, is that on your because it was, Instagram? Huh? Is that on it is on it is on the Atlas Stationers YouTube, and I have Atlas a link Stations for you YouTube. if I didn't oh, put I it in there that. yet. I, I have it in my doc, okay. um, but not in the show doc. But it's really fun. It was a fun experience because you had three different and sometimes competing viewpoints on a lot of the questions. So you had Brendan on there from the retail perspective. You had Carrie on there from the distributor perspective, and you had me on there from the independent perspective, right? So, like, we were getting some questions that, you know, I I basically told them I would fall on the sword, right? Because I am not restrained on anything I have to say, which is very important to me, right? As not just in that environment, but for what I do as a whole, right? My entire like panatic career and writing and podcasting is, you know, I don't want to be tied down to have to answer a question a certain way. And 
it was it was just funny that we could get a singular question and have vastly different answers because you know they have to you know answer from a retail perspective or answer mm-hmm. from a di- distributor's perspective and then i could make a joke at their expense <laughs> you know like okay now i'm gonna tell you the truth <laughs> you oh, know kind Brad. of thing not not that not that fierce but no yeah. it, w- it was just a, it was a very good um it was a very good conversation to have and it, you know i wouldn't do anything like that but it was yeah. it was nice to have I I didn't realize it before we sat down. I was like, oh, we really have like three different experiences, right? Like someone asked, what do you think about the, you know, the, the rise and like the limited edition pins, right? And so we all have like different answers on those types Mm, of things, right? There's different perspectives. There's different perspectives to have. And it was great to be able to share all those in a nice cordial, like fun. It's like different biases. Interesting, man. Yeah. So it was great. Biases, I feel like becoming a bad word, but. We can yeah. also just accept the fact of biases and like yeah, that that's that's yeah. where they are, right? Yeah, yeah. So we each look at we look at all these things differently. Mm-hmm. So it was it was fun to have that perspective, which I didn't think about before we started, and it ended up being like a pretty valuable thing, I think, for people to to hear, um, because like Brendan and Carrie like are so smart and so good at their jobs, and of course, like I'm not going up there and like crushing anyone there's there's no need to crush anyone for any any business decisions they make um but you know it was good to have these different perspectives and uh, yeah. it was great so i actually want to go back and watch it again but just because i haven't i haven't totally be totally uh gone back and done that to you know obviously you live through it you remember some of it but i don't remember a lot of it um but it was it was great it was fun so um so yeah like we were basically having to shuttle people out the door at five o'clock. That's mm-hmm. how busy it was. Like, it was crazy. Like, obviously not forcing anyone out, but, you know, it was like, hey, you know, at some point, you know, the, the store does need to close and, um, you know, we need to take care of a few things and clean up and get some orders packed and shipped and um, things like that. And I told Brendan that, you know, if he wanted me to do anything for the store, you know, promotion wise, you know, if he needed me to ship, if he needed me to get, you know, behind the counter, whatever I'd do. And he said, well, there is one thing I want you to do, Brad. And he, we choose an order. I don't know if they do it like once a week or, or how they, how they exactly lay it out, but they basically have this thing that that went viral on TikTok, and they cross posted over to their Instagram feed where they do a drop kick ship package Right. And what happened, the, the, <laughs> the story behind it is that Brendan just one day like packed someone's order and then took the box outside and just like kicked it down the street. But why? And <laughs> but, doesn't but that destroy not? the order? I, maybe. I don't know. I don't think okay. they've had any complaints. Right. So, um, <laughs> without context, this was a very strange end to a video I was enjoying. <laughs> It was very that, weird to me. I watched the whole yeah. thing and I and I didn't understand what happened at the end. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I really liked the video. Like it honestly made me feel like I wish that you did this all the time. You're like going through <laughs> and you're like, this is what this person ordered. This is what I like about it. Let me tell you what's mm-hmm. good about it. Let me tell you what's not. And in typical yeah. Brad fashion, you are absolutely blowing out the microphone. Like oh yeah, that microphone <laughs> is dead. So. When you, you probably saw it. I just I just had my uh my lapel mic or whatever yeah. they're called 
uh, there, and even with the uh, the pop filter on there, I get excited, Mike. The no, it was just too, excites me. It was just too loud. Like when, I know. It, this wasn't necessarily your fault. I'm just teasing you, but like <laughs> it, the audio was set too loud when it was recorded, and like sure, then it, sure, once sure. that's done, that's the end of it. But it is very funny yep. to me. But the video is very entertaining, and then at the end, you take it outside and you just boot this package down the street. <laughs> so the question I have is like, was that box? Did it have mm-hmm. the products inside? I mean, you'll never know, right? Yeah, Only the person so. receiving the box will will know. Like, did they? Is does does is the box have a big it? dent in it? I don't yeah, know. We'll find you, out. You just you never know. You never know. So that was fun. Kind of a highlight um, <laughs> uh, of the day. Uh, Brendan does such a good job with social media uh, there for Atlas Stationer. So uh, it it was pretty cool. So that was kind of the the day. Um, we uh, we uh, so did we. We went to a darts bar afterwards, Mike. Yep. So do you play darts? Do you shoot darts? You play. Do you, you play darts. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun. So we had a nice nightcap at the at the dart bar. That was really fun. And and yeah, it was just it was one of those times and this it's it's funny how this keeps happening, Mike, in our little world. You end the day and you can't stop smiling. Like this happens like all the time. Yep. Like whether it's a pin show, whether it's this podcast whether you know it's an article i had fun writing is just such an enjoyable experience and uh you know i definitely have more to to talk about i want to talk about the store i want to talk about some of the things that i picked up uh that came home with me my own fountain pen day shopping uh but let first let's uh let's figure out where you can get some other awesome stationery yeah like, if you hear this my kind favorite, of conversation my favorite like, shops. Oh, man. I want some new pens. Let me tell you where you can go. Enigma Stationery. They offer unique items made from in-house designs along with top brands and hard-to-find imports. Some of Enigma Stationery's new in-products include the Bennu Euphoria Hallowed Harvest Limited Edition. There are only 500 of these available worldwide, and you can grab one at Enigma Stationery. They have the Kaveco Collection Perkyo Infrared, which sounds like fun. And new custom-made nib holders from River City Pen Company. Each nib holder is unique, hand-turned by Rich using Enigma blanks, and the versatile inserts in these nib holders can hold many popular nibs, including Kakamori, Speedball, and more. Additionally, 2024 planners and calendars are also available, like the newly added Dick Bruner's Miffy calendars in multiple sizes and designs, Traveler's 2024 Traveler's Town items, which is a, a, a new thing. I don't. What's Traveler's Town? I don't know, but I'd like to go there. We'll go find out. Uh, Midori Hibino, and there are limited supplies for the Chikawa Comic Diary and Mofusand monthly planners honestly at this point i mm-hmm. am thinking that dan is trolling me you know just by throwing <laughs> these words in and just seeing like what ones can mike say that that's yeah, what i think I can, is going on here i can actually talk about the midori habino because i think it's one of the fascinating products um okay. that that midori makes so it's a planner right for this upcoming 2024 and we always talk about planner layouts this is a two-page per day planner. So this is a 768-page uh, planner. Um, so it is a big, big planner. So we talk about how little space I need to plan my day. But if you're someone who needs two full, what are these, A6 size pages? Let's see. I think they're A6 size, page, A6 size pages. Gosh, they might be A5. 
sorry, I'm blanking on this part. Um, anyway, it's a big, big, um, big journal and something that's very cool for someone who likes to capture a lot of information on a day, do a lot of different, um, you know, details, task lists, paint, uh, paint, I was gonna say painting, I was gonna say ink sampling, uh, and things like that. So it's a really, really cool product. I was actually checking this out the other day, not for me, but for someone else, because it's kind of wild. Super cool. There's always great stuff there. I love just going to Enigma's website and just like poking around. Like, um, I got to see the, have you seen the Bennu Euphoria Hallowed Harvest? Oh yeah. It's fantastic. I love them. I love all the Bennu pens. It's got spooky vibes, you know? Yep. That's like, you can buy that ready for Halloween next year. That's the one. That's a good looking pen. All right. If you want to grab yourself discount shipping on orders of over forty dollars or more, plus a free gift, go to enigmastationery.com slash penaddict and use the code penaddict at checkout. Go there now and check out the new stock that Enigma have available at enigmastationery.com slash penaddict and you'll get discounted shipping on orders of over forty dollars or more and a free gift when you use the code PENADDICT. Our thanks to Enigma Stationery for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, Mike, we have a shout-out of the week, shout but it comes with a question. I, I always interrupt you. I want you to do no, that every time. No, no, no. I, I stop. think it's good that it just happens in the background. You, know, <laughs> you just keep you're, going. You're always ready, always ready. So this, uh-huh. uh, this shout-out comes with a question, Mike. Do you dip your bananas into coffee? What does this mean? Like I saw you posting about this on Instagram. I don't understand. Why would what is does someone do this? Someone's actually dipping bananas into coffee? Like no. I mean, it's like it's like kicking the box down the street, Mike. I mean, maybe maybe the products are in that box when you kick it. Maybe they're not. You'll just never know. Maybe like, the bananas have got yeah, coffee maybe. all over them. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I don't why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you dip bananas into coffee? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh cuz I can't understand how that what doesn't just like make both things worse no i mean that's like a pineapples pizza thing right like no we can it start we can start a you whole can't just thing just be like you take this thing and take another thing <laughs> and it means that it's like all other two things that are put together right <laughs> pineapple and pizza is good for the sweet savory like what are you, are you dipping the banana before you take the skin off i mean this seems like a sweet savory type of concoction for me like coffee's not know, savory what, mm could be i don't could think be. it is this is a sweet <laughs> so, <laughs> so i have not determined the name origin from my friend alex who has now started to write on the internet i've gotten to meet them the past couple of years at the orlando pin show just absolutely wonderful wonderful person and i'm glad that their perspective on pins is out in the world so you too can go read <laughs> i dip bananas into coffee which is uh the name of their Substack, the name of their instagram handle and a lifestyle i believe mike i just think you just have to go for it and get into the whole dipping bananas into coffee uh that's that's the next thing that's what the kids are doing mike very good <laughs> We've broken him. We've broken Mike. No, so, I mean, I, I can give you a little, like, this episode's already had a lot enough, like, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. But <laughs> our website is completely broken right now. So, like, I was trying yeah. to add something to the show notes, and it's just, like, not working. But it seems I know. like there is an issue with our with our uh, uh, cloud service provider. Yeah, I was trying to give you some space there to to get through what you were working on. So yeah, yes, I yeah, was yeah. I was working alongside you, yeah. uh, knowing what you were doing without having to say anything. So let me let you work on that a little bit while uh, I tell y'all. Brad, let me tell yeah. you, yeah. If Mike Hurley is the one working on that, 
mm. bad things, bad things yeah. have happened to the company. We're, like, if I'm the one left to try and resolve that problem, terrible. <laughs> but also, I think this is one of those things that just happens sometimes when you own a website. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. you can do about it. It's got nothing no. to do with you. Uh, one of the parts of the chain is broken, and you just have to wait until it resolves itself. There's just nothing yep. you can do about it. Yep. I literally, when this started happening, Mike and I are like watching this happen uh, mm-hmm. as we're recording. In I was the like, Discord, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go check my QuickTime and make sure it really is recording because I don't want to like add fuel to the fire. Like if if oh. at the end of the day, like mm-hmm. Brad doesn't record his file, which hasn't happened in hundreds of episodes, but it's going to happen again at some point. Well, that's why I always <laughs> have a backup of you going. Yes, you do. We Just all we case. uh we always do. But I I literally went and go. I'm gonna go double check this real quick. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's having a bad day. I can feel it. I'm not gonna make it worse. Appreciate so yeah, you. there we go. Appreciate All right, you. let's um, let's uh, bring this back around. I want to talk in general about Atlas Stationers, okay? Um, the physical brick and mortar store, but this is a broader discussion on how important these stationary shops are to their local communities, and there's not that many of these shops around the world anymore, uh, especially in the U S and probably there's maybe a little bit more in Europe and obviously a lot more in like the Asian markets in Japan, things like that. But in the U S it's pretty few and far between. So at least like in this market in the U S where I'm at, um, I think it's vitally important to support these brick and mortars like Atlas stationers, like Anderson pens, like Yoseka, like flax pen to paper. I'm a hundred percent going to leave a hundred stores out, but you, you get my point because they play such an important role in the stationary landscape, not only for us as consumers, but really for the communities that they build around these shops. And that's what I got to see over and over and over at Atlas Stationers this week, how important of a community space this is, how diverse the customers are and the friends of the store are that come in and that everyone all has this same love for stationery that brings them through these doors and they're yeah. allowed to, you know, experiment with products and test things out and hang out and learn and share with other people who are into this like super niche hobby. It's really rare to have these spaces. So if you do have a space in your local market, I implore you, I implore you to take advantage of that and support them any way you can. So um, like I get, like I said, that played out over and over and over again this weekend, and it just showed me how important these local brick and mortars are. So, Atlas is in the heart of downtown Chicago, and it's in a historic building. It's been in the same area since 1939, not in the same exact space, wow. but but close. Like well, I think the last store was just like two or three blocks away. Uh, from where they're at now. So it's it has a huge open space floor plan, right? It's just like a singular large room and then obviously shelving and display counters and things like that. You can get a, f- a feel for it through my Instagram. So I just wanted to point that out. If y'all haven't seen like what a space like this can look like, um, it, looks, it, it looks really cool and it's set up really well. So in a store like this, I was impressed with just the volume of inventory, right? Mm. They have a big space and they're almost out of space. <laughs> you know, it's which is weird to say. It's like that's a lot of inventory. So they have a ton of pens, like a ton of display cases. 
um, you know, shelves upon shelves of ink and paper, just endless paper, endless inks. It's just unbelievable um, amount of product. And then they had several tables throughout one of the aisles in the store where they had all kinds of testing supplies, tester notebooks, tester pens, you know, ink swatches, things like that. So it was just really, really cool layout. And then like that, like completely like doesn't include the shipping department, which for any brick and mortar store, they're also going to kind of live and die by like their online sales too. Like that is a part of the totality of the experience. So it justifies they have a, having the inventory. Exactly. Exactly. So they have a large shipping space and like a little, some little small offices and like it was packed. It's fun. And you can, you can check all that out on between my Instagram and then Atlas does a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So it was really cool. So I picked up a few things. Um, they have, um, one of the things I like to do when I travel is pick up like the store exclusives or shop exclusives, or if I'm at a pin show, the pin show exclusives, a lot of times that is ink. So I came home with one, two, three, four inks from Atlas stationers, all their exclusive, all are their exclusive inks. I mean, there was more I could have bought, um, but I got two Robert Oster inks. I got the, the famous or infamous vampire pigeon ink, Mike. Um, <laughs> we have the Polar Vortex ink, both from Robert Oster. We have some Atlas uh, Atlas Iron Ore, which is a cool um, kind of homage to some of the exterior like columns and exterior work on the the, the location of where the the shop currently sits. And the uh, Colorverse Wolf Point, which is you know, a lot of these are obviously Chicago themed. Um, um brands or excuse me names yeah. like wolf point is where the a confluence of rivers is chicago is very unique and i i really love chicago and i i just haven't been to a lot of other big cities that frequently to speak on them but i know they're similar but they're very uh neighborhood centric and area centric right like everyone knows like you know when you're talking about things you say you know this area that area right and so a lot of these things are named after after that, which, you know, Chicago is very proud of their heritage. And, um, yeah, I came home with a lot of those products. I came home with some fountain pen day Esterbrook goods. So I bought one of the pen, pen holders, pen to go cups, which in this, uh, magenta, which is really neat. I got these wonderful Keith Herring notebooks that Karen dash makes. Um, I mentioned those before. I'm going to get some of those pens as well. I just didn't have time to, I had no time to shop. Basically, I did all of this after hours, just grabbing the things that I wanted because I knew there was one single thing that I wanted to pick up. And this had been brewing since I had seen this pin at the Orlando pin show, the Auto Hoot Design 03 orange pink. And this is a image that I shared. I don't know. When was that? September was in Orlando. So they had the prototype at the Kenro table. And I said, when is this going to be available? They said they weren't sure. They think October, November. And as it turns out, it just appeared uh, like right before I arrived to Atlas Stationers for Fountain Pen Day. I don't even think it had made it up on the website, but they had them in store. And this is that orange and purple looking barrel. I call it pink because that's the product name. 
and um, we're going to have pink, more discussions. It? It's not, it's very not pink. I was it's like, oh, pink. this is interesting. It comes in a pink box. I was like, why is that? It definitely I comes at in the, a pink box, but then the pen is purple. So, like, so I don't really know what they were doing. I'm going to have a follow-up post on Instagram for the label because no one believes me. The label says orange pink, and I've been calling it orange purple. I've been saying orange violet. They say Auto Hoot has it listed as orange lilac. All of those things are more accurate than orange pink, except for the box. Orange lilac, I would take. Yeah, 100%. I would take every one of those color combinations. There is, this is not pink. But I have a question about this pen. Yes. And I wonder if you know what that question is before I ask it. I don't actually. What's going on with the cap? Oh, so people were commenting on the racing stripe. Is that what so, that is? Yeah, so it's hard to see. I'll have to take I'll have to take a non eye searing photo of <laughs> of the pen because so on like the one hundred and eighty degrees, so on two sides of the pen, on the purple side there's an orange racing stripe that continues into the cap where the cap has a purple racing stripe. So it's a line continuation. It's literally like a racing stripe. I can see the oh, line it's... now on the on the cap. I don't like that line at all. Yeah, I like Why it. Why did they do uh, that? I never noticed it until someone said it looks like it's cracked. It I'm looks like, like oh, it's cracked. Man. I thought it was cracked. Yeah. I was very confused yeah. by this. It's definitely not cracked. Um, and luckily in person, that line is purple enough to not have thrown me off. I never noticed that once other than going, ooh, that's a cool stripe. And now I have to line them up. It's very thin. Yeah, see, that's the problem is one, you'd need to now line the lines up. So like that mm-hmm. that would drive me mad. Two, yeah. it's very thin. Like for an yeah. accent, like I feel like they, they could have maybe made more of a deal of it. And mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. might look a bit better, I think, but. So here's the thing to elaborate on your very smart comment there. Just this pen's existence in this colorway is an entire deal for Otto Hoot because this is a classic German pen manufacturer where, you know, they're known for making like silver pens, like not just silver in color, but silver material pens. They're known for making very like classic, you know, your, your black and black and silver plated or black Mm -hmm. and gold plated pens. This is such an outlier in their product lineup um, that I'm just happy exists (laughs) to begin with. Yeah, I I agree. But I mean, that makes it even more peculiar to me though, right? Mm -hmm, That like mm -hmm. if it's so um, out there for them. Yeah. I think what's funny is they, they, they have a vertical line in their logo, like an OH is divided by a vertical stripe, and I wonder if they're just like playing off of that. A little Probably, bit or actually, looking at it, yeah, yeah I guess. Mm-hmm. But so, but anyway, yeah. I what's funny is the stripe on the purple, so the orange stripe is so faint you might not even notice it. Yep, um, I did. And then the, it just looks like the, a reflection. In the <laughs> well, yeah, you can't see it on that pink image yeah. that I posted, yeah. like at all. Um, but then the, that makes the one, the purple line on the orange cap stand out even more. So what I'm saying, like in person, it's like, it's not as, as striking as that photo made it out to be. I don't believe like I literally, literally never crossed my mind as, as an outlier other than yeah. I thought it was cool kind of thing. But now people who like see it, can't unsee it. And I, I get that. So I'll have to look. So the, they made a second one uh, that is a blue green. And I think blue is the barrel and green's the cap. So I wonder the the blue stripe on the green cap probably doesn't stand out as much. So, mm. yeah. But anyway, it's good stuff. This is a pen that I reviewed the 
basic black one that is part of their standard product lineup, I don't know, a few years ago and really, really enjoyed it. So I was happy to see this more colorful model come yep. out and I knew I was going to get it. This is not a pen like for everyone. This is a very heavy pen. Mm. So this is one that you definitely want to test out if you can and notice. It does not that, look that like a weight. heavy pen. That's not it doesn't. what I thought you were going to say. That's very interesting. Yeah. If it shows up, like if you buy this without ever uh, holding it or testing it, you will be surprised when you receive it. But, but like it's completely balanced. You'll just have to go read my original review of the Black O3. We'll put a link in the show notes to that if anyone wants to check it out. Like all my commentary there stands, right? It's a great pen. It's a great pen for me. It may not be a great pen for you because it's also a narrow grip section and number five nib. But that is a setup that I latch onto a lot. Like my Y Studio pens are that way, right? Like I love that type of style. Um in pen so it's it works for me this also this also may not be everyone not just because of the color <laughs> fair enough yep. well i'm happy you had a good time it seemed to have gone it, pretty well it was uh spectacular like good. it was just uh, a really fun event that's the first time i've been out for fountain pen day like in a doing like an in-store thing yeah. or like at a pen show or anything like just this past weekend was the columbus pen show for fountain pen day also the tokyo pen show was this past weekend all on fountain pen day so yeah this is the first time i've actually been somewhere for fountain pen day and i kind of want to make that a thing like it was really really enjoyable fun experience and uh just like i i couldn't speak higher highly more highly of the experience it was great so there you go pen store owners if you want brad to come and kick things (laughs) he's up for it he's ready to kick yeah yep yep i i uh I can be made available for Fountain Pen Day next year. You have uh, what three hundred and uh, about three hundred and sixty days left to uh, to get in touch. If you want to go and see the show notes for this episode, including Brad kicking, uh, you can find the links in your uh, app sh- in your podcast app of choice, or you can go to relay.fm/penaddict/five-eighty-nine. When you're there, is where you can also uh, submit feedback, which we need for the pen addict gift guides to send in your questions about products you'd like to buy for people products you'd like for yourself whatever it is you want to know about how stationery should be gifted or received over the holiday period brad and yeah, Anna put, will be there for you put gift guide in the subject or something so i notice it's uh it's related to make what sure i'm gonna do it. brad because that's not how that works mm-hmm. what I- <laughs> see, <laughs> there is no subject see, again again i don't uh, what I'm going to do is visit. that people have like a little drop down that they can choose mm-hmm. from. I'm mm-hmm. going to create a gift guide drop down so nice. people can select gift guide. And then when you log in, you'll be able to check a button <laughs> that says gift guide and you'll be able to get it that way. Isn't that great? Thanks, boss. Thanks, boss. Anything is your website for working you, now? Brad. Anything for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to find Brad online, you can go to a few places for that. Go to penaddict.com, go to spokedesign.com, penaddict on social media, and twitch.tv slash penaddict for Brad's stationary streams on Twitch three times a week. You can find me, I'm iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, and you can also find my products over at cortexbrand.com. Thank you to Enigma Stationery and Uni for their support of this week's episode. But most of all, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>